This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. We play jams from a soundtrack. My man Patrick picks jams from a soundtrack. And based on those selections that he plays for us, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. Uh, we failed miserably today. He had to let us know. Awful. Yeah. That it was, uh, is it Player One? Ready Player One. Ready Player Ready One. Ready Player One. Yeah, Ready Player One. That is the name of the movie. That soundtrack. Soundtrack's pretty damn good, actually. It's got some classic jams, throwback jams on it. And, of course, uh, leading up to 5 o'clock with Lil Prince. And then wrong with that. I mean. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, this could rock the entire time. I, this song right here is That's so hard, smooth. It brought God. a smile to Harger's face. <laughs> I'm like, Big man. Big smile to Harger's face. Yeah. Uh, so, there you go. Uh, Specs text line wide open for you as well. Getting a lot of compliments, Harge, from your Chipper Jones interviews you had on Harge Knock Life. So, uh, thanks to you for breaking out the contact list for the people. No uh, bringing on a Hall of Famer. Everybody appreciates that. We will get that posted for the people who did not hear it or heard it a little bit late. Chipper Jones is fantastic. Uh, 512-337-377. That is the number to the Specs text line. You also can hit us up via Twitter. I'm in Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. My man Harge at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. And Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. All right, there are, there are a ton of different uh, random NFL topics we got to get to. Uh, so we'll try to hit as many of them as, as, as we can. Uh, there are a couple of uh, Longhorn kind of related topics, but also no. some Cowboys related topics. Uh, get into the NFL discussion. So uh, we'll get into that. But first, I want to start with... The Lamar Jackson stuff, just the latest update. We won't spend too much time on it. Uh, but the latest update is that it has been reported by Jeff Howe, not our Jeff Howe, <laughs> Jeff P. Howe. Uh, he covers the New England Patriots, I believe. It does a great job, actually. Um, but he is reporting that the Meek Mill, uh, remember the Meek Mill report that Meek Mill had reached out to Robert Kraft, the owner? Of the New England Patriots. And by the way, yep. they have a pre-existing relationship. Yes, Meek Mill, when he was in jail, Robert Kraft was one of the advocates, tried to get him out of jail, uh, and I'm sure was one of the more effective advocates trying to get him out of jail. And they've been really close for a long time. Apparently, he rocks a private jet with Robert Kraft, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it is being reported now by Jeff Howe that the New England Patriots will not be pursuing yep. Lamar Jackson. So that ain't happening either. So, not, not at all. Um, in case y'all thought that might have been a story that could get a little buzz, uh, my Jeff P. Howe put the kibosh on it. Yeah, they're not pursuing Lamar Jackson. And basically nobody is pursuing Lamar Jackson right now. There have been multiple reports, including Arthur Blank, uh, eh, quote that really uh, solicited a, a response from Lamar Jackson because I think he took offense to the, the quote that his, his um, injury history um, is a big part of why teams are disinterested or uninterested in Lamar Jackson. The quote from uh, Arthur Blank was that, quote, looking at it objectively, I'd say there's some concern over how long he can play his style of game. 
hopefully a long time, but he's missed five or six games each of the last two years. Each game counts a lot in our business, end quote. He has missed five games each of the last two years, um, including games in the 2022 playoffs, so that was crucial. Um, Before then, injuries weren't a real concern. I will say, if you're looking at injuries at the quarterback position, it it helps to just kind of look at the entire league in its totality and not just one player. At that position, guys, we only had 10 quarterbacks start every game last season. You, Thank you, Rod. I mean, you had a I can always count on you, yeah, my basically, brother. I'm basically a third of quarterbacks started every game, which, by the way, would be um, a, a 32-team era low. So it's the lowest, that's the fewest quarterbacks to start every game since they had 32 teams. Love it. So just love that. So somebody tell off the blank. Damn near none of the quarterbacks are making it through the entire season. Thank you. They they just don't anymore. We had 68 different starting quarterbacks in 2022. That also is an NFL record. And this is the same guy that pursued Deshaun Watson. Uh, So, you know, obviously he was very enthusiastically pursuing Deshaun Watson. I can tell you right now, just Deshaun Watson's. Off the field issues aside and the allegations of sexual misconduct and even the suspension aside, him being suspended for well, however many games he was, 10 games and sitting out a whole nother season. All that aside, which that's a lot of time missed. That's he a lot missed, of time uh, missed. He missed in a season plus. But even as a as just a player on the field, he, he missed 10 games his rookie year. He missed a game in 2019 as well. And if, I can tell you right now. As a Deshaun Watson, uh, well, I was a fan of the Texans, not a Deshaun Watson fan anymore, but I was. Uh, but I'm a fan of the Texans and watched a lot of Deshaun Watson. He's an irresponsible runner. He's reckless. He he'll try to take on linebackers and won't he won't try to avoid the hit or get out of bounds or slide. He will put his shoulder down. He did it against Jalen Smith. Yep. On the goal line, ended up. What I think he ended up with a like a a, a, a broken rib. He ended up with like some maybe he couldn't even fly fly on the plane. <laughs> right. He had to take a bus. He took a bus. He took a personal bus. The trainers told him it'd be dangerous for you to get on the plane you, if you flew because your lung. Yeah, like a yes. Yeah, collapse lung or something like that. Yes. He was dealing with. He's a reckless runner, and yet there was no talk about that at all when Arthur Blank was pursuing him. They they were thinking about giving him. Oh well, the, my goodness. The Falcons wanted to give him money and wanted to pursue Lamar uh, suit Deshaun Watson, and there was no discussion about how reckless and irresponsible he is as a runner and his injury history. And by the way, another thing, there is a stat and there's a belief in the football uh, world. If you look at football theorists like myself, that basically sacks are a quarterback stat. That It's it's more of a myth that it's on, it, most of it's on the O-line. It's more on the quarterbacks holding on to the ball, making the wrong reads, uh, those types of things. Well, Deshaun Watson, if you look at quarterback uh, sacks or, or sacks quarterbacks are responsible for, I should say, um, he's responsible for six sacks in seven games his rookie year. Seven sacks he's responsible for in the six games in 2022. And he's been responsible for at least 14 or more sacks in every other season. He gets himself hit a lot. Thank as- you. Aside from running. So my point is, you can't be throwing out the, uh, so Lamar Jackson, he gets injured too much. That's, part, that's one data point in the overall evaluation, you Thank can't you. make it the central data point. You can't be. Because if it is, then we got to say that about all the quarterbacks we that gotta are missing we got to sit time. there and look at every single quarterback and say, yeah. wait a minute, this dude missed this time, this dude missed this time, this dude missed this time. And then I know the texter just talked about the, the playoffs and everything. But listen, here's the deal. When you play for the regular season, get to the playoffs as a bonus. 
because everybody can't make the playoffs. Everybody can't win a championship. Every team is not constructed to do that. So when you're sitting here and you're talking about this young man missing games, here's the deal. In 2018, he started 16 games. 2017, I mean 2019, 15 games. 2020, 15 games. Last two seasons, 21 and 22, he played 12 games. We just went to, what, 17 now? Mm -hmm. So you just added a couple games. He's played 70 career starts. He's had 70 career starts in the NFL. That's normal. That is a normal day. That is a normal quarterback in the NFL. Well, and and if we want to talk about him not going out there and not 100% in a playoff game that was not 100%, like – it wasn't a thing where they were really had much of a shot in the playoffs because, again, defense wasn't any good this year and their their offense has zero weapons. At what point when we when he well, a lot of people said he should have sat out this year because the Ravens were not going to exactly. offer him a contract. A lot of people said and he that. played the whole season and then at the end of the season when they go no no we want you to go out there and hurt yourself we want you to rip your entire knee apart so we can offer you less money. Exactly. At what point can we just say the Ravens have played this to try and injure Lamar Jackson or have him play for less money? Like, they they have been cold and heartless throughout this whole thing. Yep. And somehow Lamar Jackson comes off and everybody goes, yeah, he's a worthless car. I mean, I want an MVP, and, and if he was on my team tomorrow, I'd love to have him, but I don't want to pay him any money to do it. Exactly. Like, I, that's, that, it's not just Lamar Jackson, because you make great points. Not just Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Anytime we have, and I, I don't know why in this country it's like this, and I don't want to get too deep into the sociopolitical realm of it, but we talk about labor versus management. Yeah, for sure. For some reason, sports fans – even though most of sports fans are labor and not management, they choose the side of management yeah. and not labor. It is the weirdest thing. When you're talking about pay-for-play at the college level and NIL and all that kind of stuff, most of the time sports fans side with management, not labor. And I get but it. in their world, in the employment world, they'll side with labor yep. against management, mm-hmm. but they don't do it in the sports world. No, and, and I get it in it's the a, fact of— It's weird. Weird. Well, it's weird. I get it in the fact that I can tell you I have a better shot of being an owner than an NFL player at this point in my life. Now, they're both zero, <laughs> but I have a better shot at one. One's right. .0001%. So I can kind of see it in one sense, but yeah— I. It's the it's the fact that for me that it's like the Ravens are being so terrible during this, and they're just radio silent now because they understand Lamar's just going to keep digging a hole that they know he's going to they're going to put it. But if if I'm Lamar Jackson and at 25 years old, I'm like cool, I'm not playing for you. Like, I, why would I ever go back to this franchise who has so effectively gone to every other team in the in the NFL and and badmouth me no, for clearly you. like I know what they told me in a room. I didn't realize they were going to go to the Combine and tell every other team in the league that I'm worthless. The only problem with the doomsday scenario, because I think it is something he's considering, basically blow it up. Everybody loses, right? He loses. uh, You know, the fans lose. Ravens lose. NFL loses. Is that, look at, going back to Deshaun Watson, man, when you miss time at quarterback, it is debilitating to Mm -hmm. your skill set. Yeah. You don't, not to cultivate your craft and have those actual real game reps. Deshaun Watson went from playing like a top five quarterback with a mediocre roster with the Texans. I mean, they weren't a great roster, but he's turned like a top five quarterback to now. He looks like he can't play in the XFL at times yep. because it's, he'll get it back. He'll he looks like back. me trying to go out there and play right now. Exactly. It'll, it'll take him, he'll, exactly. Get it, he'll, get it, he'll, get some, he'll get some of that back. But man, losing that kind of time as a quarterback, I would advise against that if I was Lamar too. Like, man, no, you don't want to miss that time. Bro. I know. Yeah. I know. 
I know what that's a very fair statement. What what I've been saying about this, it seems like the Ravens are sabotaging this negotiation. Absolutely, saying it from day one. I said it's just like you know it when every guy knows this. You're in a relationship with a woman, and you're too much of a coward to break up with her. So what do you start to do? Saboteur, sabotage relationship. Be an a hole. Be a d bag. Start treating her bad. Start doing this. She like at one time she's gonna have enough self respect to go. I, I'm breaking up with you, bro. You got to go. You got to go. I, yeah. I got too much respect for myself. I need yeah. to be treated better. And every man goes, "You damn right you do." Thank God. Took you took you long enough to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it sound it seems like the Ravens are sabotaging this thing, and it's just it's very very strange. Here's another element to think about, though. And I think about this is, and it seems like behind the scenes, not only are is the NFL working against and the owners are working against Lamar Jackson, and that's enough, right? Because the NFL owners are a very powerful group. You know who else is working against Lamar Jackson? And I never thought about it. The agents. Yeah. Agents don't want this. Because they want him they to don't be agent, a, yeah. Agents want you to be That's represented by agents because you're point. affecting their money. There are 17 players currently in the NFL right now representing themselves. They do not, I repeat, do not want this to become a common thing where players can represent themselves. Hell to the null. They need Lamar Jackson and everybody else to see the light that you need an agent. So they want that. So if you're looking for some sinister um, forces behind the scenes working against Lamar Jackson, other than the owners, it's the agents. The agents don't want this. The agents are already losing out because, and Patrick will tell you this too, the NBA is doing a lot of this. They're working their own deals. A lot of guys are representing themselves. That's a player empowerment league. And they don't really need, they got a guaranteed contract. So they need agents less than the NFL players need agents. But the NFL agents, they don't want this to happen. I've heard about it. They, they are against this at all odds. They, they will do anything to stop this Lamar Jackson. Yep. Because if he wins as his own agent, you know how many guys are going to say? Man, middle finger to those agents. I represent my damn self. The only Me and my mama got this. The difference is, and I, and, and I agree 100%, and I didn't even think about the agent aspect of it all until you just brought it up, and it just brought everything home to this deal. The only people that can truly represent themselves are linemen because you're left tackle, and you can go in there because they know they need you in defensive backs. Those guys are the ones that negotiate themselves, like Richard Sermon did his own contract. Richard Sermon did do his own He did his own contract. And I'm sitting here looking at the quarterback position. Why? It is the most valuable position on the field. And the highest paid players, nine times out of ten, are the quarterbacks. And you're right. The agent not being able to represent a quarterback Mm. in this this world. Big money. And that is like, nah, bro. We can't let this happen. That's a great point. They don't care about the position. No, guys. they don't like, care about that. Like, go make, go it's the quarterback right, that's I the most important. I think you're right. He might be the first quarterback to do it. Yes. I think the rest I mean, of them have been I'm, skill position guys. From now. Or, or, there's a line. That lineman for uh, Seattle. But again, from, lineman. He did it, but he was a lineman. Lineman. He, he did the crypto deal yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he lost that too. Uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> he lost I forget, that I forget too. His, I think it's think so Oklahoma State, if I'm not mistaken. Remember yeah. that guy? Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't remember about? his name, but I know I what you're talking about. remember his name about. right now. But you're, that's a great point, Arch. You're right. The quarterback is what scares the him. The quarterback. quarterback representing himself scares yes. him. Because that represents a game changer. Because he is that's the, the face. Yeah. That is where the money go. That's Yep. yep. Right. Good point. No. Uh, speaking of the money, oh, Pat, you asked me what to add? Sorry. I thought, you were, I thought you wanted to add something. My no, bad. no, no, no. I thought you wanted to add something. My bad. Uh, uh, here's another thing. Speaking of the money, so I think Jim Irsay might have said the quiet part out loud. And I do this sometimes on air, so I know how it feels. You get too into it and you say the quiet part out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The quiet part is basically <laughs> that we know these owners do not want to 
give a fully guaranteed deal. Like they, we know they're against this. The quote from uh, Jim Irsay, and it's from yesterday, and I think we we hit it, but I don't, I don't, I don't remember reading this part of the quote. But maybe I just didn't pay close enough attention. When Jim Irsay was asked about Lamar Jackson, he said, "Quote: The money is not a problem, but I do not believe in fully guaranteed contracts." End quote. That's it. That's it. He just said it. Yeah, out loud. He said it. <laughs> out loud. He said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, he said he just it. He doesn't believe in fully guaranteed deals. It's like us going I on this thing right here and start reading everything that goes on there. And then you're like, uh-oh, I'm not supposed to read that out loud. Oh, you thank you, Russell Okung. Thank you, yeah. Longhorn and Lubbock. Yes, it was Russell Okung. It was him. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just said the quiet part out loud. They don't believe in it. And that's how all the owners feel. Yep. And... You know, for the NFL quarterbacks, you're right, Hard. It's going to be those guys who are going to end up setting the precedent. And if it's not Lamar Jackson, because I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to get it. He's not going to get the fully guaranteed deal. It's not going to happen. Right. So now the only two we have in history are Kirk Cousins, who got the three-year. And basically Kirk Cousins, he's the one that really was able to manipulate the franchise tag to his benefit. Right. We had right. those two years in a row. Got those two fully guaranteed deals yep. and then ended up getting the three years of a fully guaranteed deal with Minnesota. Yep. That's Who is Kirk Cousins' agent? I think Kirk Cousins. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Hell, kidding. Kirk Cousins. Hey, that's a, who he need to get there. He has Kirk, a good yeah. agent. He has a damn good agent. I forgot. Yeah, that, that was the first. And then David Mulligan, of course, yep. gets the Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed deal, which was more impressive because you have multiple allegations of sexual misconduct against the guy and serving a suspension. And yet he still ends up getting the biggest fully guaranteed deal in NFL history. So now that everything rests on Joe Burrow. Yeah. It if does. Joe Burrow don't get a fully guaranteed deal, and he's got a cheap owner, he's got a oh, cheap he's billionaire. Got the owner. Cheapest. He's got a cheap owner, cheap yeah. cheap owner. So yeah. he might not get it either because he's got a cheap owner. Yeah, that is. And if Joe Burrow don't get it, who's gonna get it after him? <sighs> Justin Herbert's working out a deal. Justin Herbert ain't getting a fully guaranteed deal. He don't even want one. Mm-mm-mm. He's not the kind of guy that's gonna fight for it. Is anybody gonna get one now? Or are we gonna let the Kirk Cousins, Deshaun Watson deals act like they never ever happen, and we're just going to move on. NFL will never get fully guaranteed contracts. That is that. that oh, that might be it. Okay, that might be it. Right. It may not be anybody. I don't know if it's ever going to happen now. No, I don't think it's ever going to happen right no, now. No, I, I think I, what ended gonna, up happening. If Patrick Mahomes didn't get it, and Patrick Mahomes didn't want it, but if he wanted it, he probably would have got it. Yeah, he didn't want it. So if he didn't want it, the next other, other guy to have that kind of clout would be Joe Burrow. I, I don't know if Joe, if Joe Burrow doesn't get it, I don't think anybody's going to get it. Yeah. That's very fair. Unless Patrick Mahomes wants it in his next contract. Now, he might get it in the next one. But, I mean. Patrick Mahomes could get it in that, but he may not want it either. Let me. This is so confusing. You're a baseball guy, so you can't, yeah, you can't fathom I can't, this. I can't fathom this. <laughs> You're like, Only what? thing I've ever heard about is the arbitration. <laughs> right? It's like, I'm getting money one way or another. <laughs> I was talking to Swindell about this one day at the game, and he was like, yeah, man, I sat across in that arbitration, and it was terrible. It was a terrible conversation because you're you're you feel your worth is something, but you're listening to tell you win a Cy Young Award, you go into you're one of the best pitchers in the game, and they keep telling you that no, this dude right here had better stats than you. You just won it because of who you are. Your Cy Young was suspect. What? You had a suspect yeah, Cy Young, exactly. man. What you talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Then you mad? You know what I'm saying? You be. Like you going out there with a chip on your shoulder. You gonna give me my money? And you go out there and get your money. And that's what's happening now. The yep, chip on the shoulder. He's, yep. And I, can't, I don't think you can repair this. You, you, it's too personal. There's now. yes because he sat across from that. Yeah. 
Too personal. There was no buffer to tell him, chill, I got you. I'll make sure you get your money. No, it's him and his mom and whoever else in Ken Francis. Ken Francis. <laughs> and Meek Mill Don't now, you apparently. ever call me Francis. <laughs> Meek Mill, too. Catu yeah. uh, says, why is the NFLPA helping Lamar? They're That's the weakest, a They're the weakest players association in all of major American They sports. need to go get the people that represent yeah. Major League Baseball. They well, need to get yeah. that PA Baseball to come is smart. Baseball is smart because their players association, they won't let you take less money. Yep. Right, they 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 will they will straight up they will stall your negotiation and be like, Harch, you can't take less money. Yep, you're screwing over all the other guys. You, that's exactly one hundred percent. So you got to get max money, baby. Even, you, you, we need them to overpay you. Yeah, that's that, good for the league. I should have asked Chipper that. I should have right? asked Chipper and that. And the NFL is the opposite. The NFL let yeah. Tom Brady, the goat, the best player, most recognizable figure in the league, take less money. Yep. For years, because he wanted to win championships, which is good. I'm all for that. But we having a different discussion in the championship discussion. We have yeah. a discussion about straight cash, homie, about fully guaranteed money. deals. And this yeah. is why the NFL will never have fully guaranteed deals, because they are brilliant at class warfare. They yep. put the NFL, basically the players are fighting themselves. Yep. The, the, the careers are way too short for players like... For players right now with three and a half years at their average, uh, that's their average career span, for them to hold out or for them to decide that they, they're going to change the CBA or protest for a, a better CBA that guarantees fully, uh, fully guaranteed deals because they have such a short career, they can't afford to miss one or two of those years. Nope. So, and the, the players who are kind of at the bottom of that totem pole, like the Rod B's of the world, all right? Uh, the fully the hardball hardest. <laughs> I was yeah. at the bottom of that totem pole. Exactly. The full, but you got fully guaranteed deals. Sure does. The yeah. fully guaranteed deals don't matter as much to that group. And that's, the, that's 80% of the league. Yeah. That's 80% of the league. So 80% of the league doesn't give a damn about the top 20% who are saying, hey, guys, we need to hold out for uh, better health care, which they do. We need to hold out for fully guaranteed mm-hmm. contracts, which they do. But they they won't ever win that battle because it's the NFL players fighting against themselves. No doubt about as it. As opposed to and the union of the owners, so union of the major baseball players who are always united. And Sorry. the USFL players and the XFL players that would gladly be scabs if the NFL ever tried to hold out. Yeah. If the NFL players tried to hold out. There is <laughs> so many players that would gladly play a season in the NFL as scabs. Yeah, the NFL yeah. doesn't. Yeah, exactly. The the NFL, they don't have the unanimity that Major League Baseball does. Not at all. Or that the it, NBA players do. Correct. So, uh, I don't those fully guaranteed deals are probably never going to come. Not um, in and, the and, NFL. And they'll never be for every player. We're just talking about for the top players. Yep. Like for the top 1% of the NFL. They can't even get fully guaranteed no, deals. No, former MVP. <laughs> Well, be, be, be in his prime, in his, in his prime. Yeah, so I twenty-five-year-old, twenty-six-year-old yeah. former MVP. That's right. No. So the player association, they should help. They should force Lamar to be represented by David Mulligan. Honestly, I'd, well, I'd pay David Mulligan yep, yep. and say, David Mulligan, I need you to represent him and get him max money. If fully guaranteed, or not get him max money because that's good for the league and the players. I love it. I love that thought process. They, they do. They do also need to really look at that non-exclusive franchise tag oh. and figure that out because boy, is that a joke? When they're like, "Hey, man, so we're going to give it to you, but it's two first-round picks, uh, and it's not you get to pick the first-round picks, even if you have multiple ones, which make it more likely that you do it." Also, uh, they have five days to match it, where they won't have to tell you. So if it's in the middle of free agency, <laughs> yeah. they can take every way. Basically, every single reason why you would never touch that. Yep. But they're also going to get to pay you less. So they basically can still do it and they're just screwing you, but we're we're not we know they're that's a thing. Yep. And they just did it to Lamar Jackson. No, yeah, no. they did. That's a, that's a great point too. And that franchise tag, yeah. 
that is still one of the biggest hustles by the owners over the Players Association in NFL history. Yeah. <laughs> now they got the non-exclusive franchise that, tag. That, which is the most ridiculous thing <laughs> yeah, ever. It's, uh, it's That's so another ridiculous. reason to say, I want you to go out there and date people, but you can't come back here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless I, I want you to. Unless, unless, unless I want, I you, want to. you to. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm going to get both of them rings I gave you to come back. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Uh, all right, we come back. We talk Cowboys on the side. Cowboys and Texans, I promise you. Cowboys and Texans. We'll get into both of those uh, discussions when we, we come back on the other side. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful down the horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it, it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, we'll just get to some uh, Cowboys news, notes, and nuggets here while we got a chance. Uh, so a couple of things, and something just broke about the Cowboys. Men Hards just told me about this. Uh, you said, indeed, the Cowboys have uh, decided to re-sign Jonathan Hankins. Correct. Jonathan Hankins has re-signed with the Cowboys on a one-year contract. Person f- familiar with the agreement, the deal is worth about $1.5 million. Mm, that's sweet. I like that. $1.5 million. And it does show you that the, you know, the tech, sorry, the Texans, we'll get to the Texans in a second. The Cowboys now officially, in my opinion, and I know running back still may be debatable, but they did make some acquisitions at running back. That was the Ronald Jones acquisition they made. That may be the only position now. Um, that you could say going into the draft could be a need for the Cowboys. Right. Most of the other positions, though, in the offseason that you would have said going into the draft would have been a need, they have addressed. Right. The biggest issue on defense was the cornerback spot opposite Trevon Diggs. Remember, they cycled through four or five different options there. Uh, couldn't really find a solution there at the cornerback spot uh, opposite Trevon Diggs. They got Stephon Gilmore via the trade. That was brilliant. Uh, on offense, they needed some more weapons for Dak, especially a true wide receiver, two after C.D. Lamb. Well, they got Brandon Cooks, who for some teams that could be their wide receiver one. Certainly was for the Texans. So they... You know, they, that's something else that is not necessarily an urgent need for the Cowboys anymore. Safety position, remember they re-signed Donovan Wilson. Also linebacker, LVE, re-signed him so they can stabilize the linebacking core. And I said it a week ago, the only thing I need them to do uh, is address two things I needed them to address. Uh, the interior D-line and the interior O-line, actually. I remember bringing up both of those. And mm-hmm. the Cowboys have addressed both to a certain extent. We'll get to that here in just a second. Um, so Jonathan Hankins re-signed for a one-year deal. So there's written those guys. Remember I said he, 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 they're basically wear and tear uh, positions, like D-tackle, running back's one of those two, where the wear and tear, it really does depreciate the asset 
uh, really quickly. I mean, it's a just a fast appreciating asset. So with a D tackle, you'll see a lot of teams they'll have these one year mercenary deals with interior D tackles. We even saw it last year with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles with Lenvel Joseph and the Dominican Sue, and we saw the Cowboys trade for one too. And everybody needs one of these. Uh, gap-clogging, um, run-stuffing, double-team-taking, wide-body, old-school D-tackles. The NFL's become a zone league. Everybody wants to run the Shanahan zone-blocking scheme. They want to stretch defenses and stretch them horizontally, and that's why you have a lot of defenders that are built for speed, built to run sideline to sideline to be able to defend those you know, those horizontal uh, holes that are being developed via the zone-blocking running scheme well to counter that teams know the defenses are built to stop that type of zone blocking running scheme with really agile defenders who are undersized at times can run sideline to sideline they're just gonna run right at you so the counter literally is the counter the power and the gap schemes and when teams start running right at you you realize man you're up its creek if you ain't got one of these old school wide body d tackles on your team cowboys last year they realized that traded for jonathan hankins eagles same thing realized it last year Oh man, we got to trade for the Dominican Sue. Or sorry, they got to sign the Dominican Sue and Linville Joseph. And every team, if you look across the NFL, every team's got one of these guys or two of these types of players on their roster, depending on what their style and scheme of defense is. That's why Kendra Coburn, no need to worry about him finding a squad. He says he has uh, visited with them near every NFL team. Yeah, because every NFL team needs a Coburn. Yep. Every NFL team needs a Hankins. Every NFL team's going to need a Linville Joseph. Hell, the Eagles drafted one, Jordan Davis, because they thought, man, we just draft one instead of having to find one every year. But he ended up getting hurt. So it's, it, I compare it to a plunger. Nobody wants to brag about these these D-tackles or on these mercenary deals. And it's not something that is going to kind of make or break your roster. But when you don't have one of those guys, when the fit hits the shan, man, it is going to be a disastrous day for you. Doomsday scenario for your defense. And that's why you see teams make that move to find that guy. Because, like I said, every house needs a plunger. Every defense needs one of these D tackles, and you're not you don't construct your defense this way anymore because your defense is constructed outside in because of the pace and space spread era that we live in now. So good for Jonathan Hankins, good for the Cowboys. I would not doubt Cowboys still draft one. I wouldn't doubt they still draft they an like I was like, I wouldn't doubt they draft one and go like, this is a one year rental. Yeah, we need a more of a stabilizing my guy that I yep. just drafted. I, that is actually a good point too. Yeah. I could, I could see them doing that as well. Yep. Uh, by the way, Jonathan Hankins stat, uh, rushing yards allowed with Jonathan Hankins on the field, uh, 3.67. Without Jonathan Hankins, 4.53. That's a .86 yard difference per attempt. Come on now. Okay. I mean, that dude's a difference maker. Hey, now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but, and also the interior O-lines, and we talked about the Cowboys might need to address that. You don't want to go into the draft desperate. They claim, or at least Jerry Jones claims, that they are working. I got this from Clarence Hill Chill uh, at the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Uh, they claim Terrence Steele is going to be a swing tackle for them. So he's going to be back up to Tyron Smith, who they think is going to be projected to be the starting right tackle, and Tyler Smith, who's going to be projected left tackle for them. But now Clarence Hill reporting that they're also going to work Terrence Steele at guard. So he's going to be their swing everything. He's going to be their Swiss Army knife, if you will, uh, that can play almost any position on the offensive line. So their swing lineman. And the reason I think this is a good idea, I don't think it's going to happen, Harge. He's going to be their swing tackle playing back up to Tyron and back up uh, to Tyler. But this is their way 
of addressing like uh, more the interior. Remember, they 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 brought in an interior offensive lineman. Yes, I forgot his name. Um, he, I forget his name. I don't want to mispronounce it. But they oh, did it was one crazy name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to mispronounce and disrespect him. But they did bring in a swing offensive lineman who can play in the interior for them. And I think having Steele at least as an option on the interior offensive line is also their way of saying we've addressed the interior O line. We address the interior line. So they don't want to go into the draft. Well, so you don't want to go into the draft desperate. Going to the draft desperate is like going to the grocery store hungry. All right. You go to the grocery store hungry, you're gonna buy way too much food. You're gonna buy stuff you don't need mm-hmm. because your eyes are bigger than your stomach. You go into the draft desperate, you're gonna do the same damn thing with players. Don't go into the draft desperate. All right, and that way you'll be able to make the most rational decision about the best value and the best uh, positional impact for you in the draft. And that's yeah. what the Cowboys are going to do. I love the Cowboys all season so far. And I They've said done they, a great job. It's fantastic. I don't know what's going on with Jerry. I propose that weekend at Jerry's where they basically <laughs> got him propped up and they walking him around or something. Or maybe Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, were watching the famous Seinfeld episode where George decides <laughs> that he's going to do the opposite of everything that he ever did. And it leads to him getting a job with the Yankees and, and he ends up, you know, uh, getting making out of his dad's moves. Yeah, dad mom's house and making all these big moves and ends up uh, getting, you know, the, the job of his dreams and all this kind of stuff. Everything turns around for him. Maybe the Cowboys have decided to do the opposite because right now this offseason is the opposite. They invested in safety. Never do that. They never make nope. trades. They they did that. Making sound decisions. Cutting Zeke. These are all the opposite hey, moves hey, hey. of what the Cowboys would no, usually hey, do. I'm going to tell you, if they draft B. John Robinson, I'm going to need a wellness check on Jelly. On I'm Jerry. <laughs> I need it. No. We got to go up there and someone's got to check. Take his sunglasses off. Yeah, for exactly. Real. <laughs> so I'm with you. I'm telling you, man, I don't know what's going on. I'm with, this is unlike any Cowboys offseason that I've witnessed. And it's very uncharacteristic of this group, but I think it's fantastic. It's yeah, a it's great been a offseason. great, great move, and it's been really, really exciting to watch. Like, every time I see a move and I get that little alert, I'm like, wait a minute. Wow. They're making fiscal moves? They are making great, <laughs> unbelievable moves, man. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I'm not even – I'm a quasi-Cowboys fan, but you can't help but be really excited about the Cowboys. Yeah. There's also reported there in that, that the Cowboys are – interviewing wide receivers, uh, wide receiver prospects, there's a good chance the Cowboys are going to draft a wide receiver in this draft somewhere, too. Not sure exactly where it is. Not saying they're going to draft one early and not saying that with the first pick in the first round or anything like that, they're going to draft a wide receiver. Um, But it is a a report out there that Josh Downs, the North Carolina Uh uh, wide receiver prospect, they had a long long interview, uh, long Q&A with him Mm -hmm. uh, during his pro day. So he might be one of the receivers they like. They're going to draft the receiver, and they should, because Brandon Cooks is a stopgap. Uh, you know, really for them at the wide receiver position. Gallup is, you know, they've invested in him. They're going to invest in CD, probably going to need a contract here in this offseason or this upcoming football season. He'll get his contract. Those are your kind of long-term wide receiving investments. Yep. They're going to draft another. And that's the wise thing. Brandon Cooks is not their long time. They may love him and bring him back even next season too, but they do need to be drafting wide receivers. I've always said the Cowboys, should draft more wide receivers. Not early. They love to draft wide receivers early. A little too early, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's okay. That's fine. I mean, they like the talent. But they should draft more wide receivers. I think the perfect model for drafting wide receivers is kind of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's really good at it, and Green Bay's been really good at it over the years, too. I think Green Bay's drafted 25 wide receivers 
in like 18 drafts or something like that. Last 18 drafts, they've drafted, uh, I think they've drafted 25 total out of those last 18, but not one every year. They've won a couple of years without drafting a wide receiver, but they've drafted uh, at least one wide receiver in 13 of the last 18 drafts. They've been doing it. Uh, Pittsburgh has drafted 15 wide receivers since 2010. Um, so that's like 13 years. And the Cowboys, I believe, you go look at what the Cowboys have done. They've drafted 12 receivers uh, in the last 18 years, if I can look at it, something like that. So the Cowboys, they just don't draft enough of them. They're not bad at it or anything like that. I would just like them to draft more wide receivers. Then they won't have to worry about overpaying wide receivers. Right. Steelers and the Packers don't normally overpay for wide receivers because they draft so many good ones in the middle to late rounds. I think that's what the Cowboys are going to do in this draft. So they do that. Also, something the Cowboys are doing that I really like, drafting more wide receivers in middle to late rounds. All right. Um, all right. We come back. We'll get into uh, a little off the record on the other side. Um, we'll continue uh, with some of the other big stories of the day. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful down the horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's my man Patrick takes songs from a particular soundtrack and uh, plays those selections for us for midweek movie music. And based on the songs, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the exact feature of midweek movie music. And this week it is Ready Player One. If you have not seen it, it's actually, it's actually pretty cool. If you're into the gaming world, you gotta no have it's a, it's a ton of gaming references in it too. You gotta get that too if you're into that kind of stuff. But if uh, if not, my man uh, Patrick got something for you. That's why he has all the different musically themed days of the week. So we appreciate his efforts. Uh, you can go to uh, go to uh, the, the uh, hornfm.com. Uh, you can go check out the Craig Way interview with Rodney Terry. I want to remind people about that. That is up there in its entirety. Uh, you can go check that out. Also, uh, go to hornfm.com and you can go check out Coach Collier's. Uh, interview with Chad and Zay that's up there too as a matter of fact during the crossover interview Craig uh, gave a shout out to uh, Zay and let and Zay I believe and Coach Terry had a moment too they did he did play that moment they right? did well because I think Coach Terry's been knowing Zay since he was like a kid they have yeah so yeah. Uh, they had a little emotional moment too so uh, you can go catch out a little feel good vibes you can go get that over at hornfm.com and go and check that Chipper out Jones interview is now up at hornfm.com Perfect. Yeah. There it is. Chipper Jones interview, too. Did say that he uh, texted Dion about that uh, (laughs) OC job. Dion ain't texting back, though. Yeah, Dion's busy. He's like, man, he ain't even text me back, man. Dion's got stuff going on, man. <laughs> Dion's, got, Dion's, Dion's got stuff going on. He's busy. He's a busy man these days. I totally understand that. Hey, Dion did have Lamar Jackson's back, though. He did. He oh. did come out and have Lamar Jackson's oh, back. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yes. Yeah, so he came out to find out exactly what he said, but oh. he did come out and. Well, I'm I'm glad somebody has Lamar Jackson's back. Another Florida homie, you know what I'm saying? That's another dude from Florida. He's well, like, man, give us our money. Well, it's a player. I mean, the player, yeah. the players actually the players have been, are all they've on been his having side. his back. I think Larry yeah. Tunsil had a tweet saying, "Come to H Town." He did. Recently. He did. And oh, by the way, he's uh, like, "What's good?" <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Hey, come to H Town, man. What's good?" Uh, D'Amico Ryan did not close the door on on. Uh, 
on the potential of bringing Lamar Jackson to Houston. He, it's not going to happen, guys. I, uh, trust me. But when they asked him about it, he said at the owners' meetings he didn't express an interest or rule it out. Yep. yep. Um, he said they are indeed. Uh, they said they all the reports are they're not expected to pursue him, but he did not rule it out. I think that was out of respect because he's a player. No. You, yes. He's like, nah, man, that's Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to rule him out. But, like like man, everybody know. talk about how great he is, and all, I mean, I'm tired of hearing how great he is. But just say it's a financial thing. Just say that. I mean, I'm starting to feel like you know when. You're trying to fix somebody up with someone, and then they ask you, like, hey, are they hot or are they good-looking? Are they attractive? And they come in looking like and the girl you gotta, on Friday. And you come in talking about the personality? Yeah. Like, and how, listen, they have a great personality. Man, she's going to make you laugh, dog. She's really humorous. Yeah. I feel like that with, <laughs> with Lamar Jackson all the time. People are like, oh, he's a great player, but... And I'm like, man, it's yeah. a, a lot of butts in there by yeah. him being a great player. Usually, and I cannot lie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that made, but and Lamar Jackson stuff is uh, fascinating from a lot of different angles. Uh, but yeah, I do want to get some Texans talk in there. So, next segment, I want to squeeze in just a couple of little tidbits about the Texans. Uh, I got a little nugget. Actually, you know what? I'm going to save one of those nuggets because I think I'm going to put it into a Rod's rant and tie to Texas football. So I'm going to save one of those nuggets. But I got another nugget about the Texans that I want to get into. We'll do that. But also opening day is tomorrow. So yeah. we got to talk about Major League Baseball's opening day. And we'll get into the, the pitch clock a little bit because there's a lot of talk about it. Had Chipper Jones on. And he said that's the only rule change he liked. He loves it. The only rule change he likes it basically hinted that he hates the rest of the rule changes because yeah. he can't stand them. But he liked the pitch clock. And what did I say? I said the, the one thing clock. that I've always talked about is as a defender behind a pitcher, you hate it when a guy is walking around the entire time hmm. because you lose your focus. You're not as engaged. And if he's walking around, you're thinking about other things. If he's on the mound getting back in there, you're in rhythm. You're yeah. ready to go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah keeps you, you engaged. You got no, yeah, you got no time to get distracted. Yes. Yeah, you're engaged. <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like yeah. that. All right, we'll come back and talk about that. I think it's really interesting because there are some people saying this is going to be one of the biggest changes in Major League Baseball that we've ever seen. I mean, mm-hmm. right? The, the the game without a clock. Now it's got some type of clock. Yeah, it's got a clock. <laughs> right, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, also, uh, share some tidbits about the Texans. I haven't talked about the Texans in a while, so I'll give you a little Texans fix for all you Texans fans out there. All that and more right here on Baltimore Live. I want to put on the horn.